Honk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Honk. For the main event. Welcome everybody to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first from wherever, rain, whatever, freshly squeeze. Two. And now, the best in the world, Mr. Rizzo. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, myself, Mr. Rizzo, and TBZ will discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling. We're talking about a few rumors and outside the ring news. Plus, AEW's All Access, new Twitch rules for WWE, and where the F is Uncle Howdy? Let's start the show! Where is Uncle Howdy? That is a very good question. That's even a question I haven't even thought of in a while. Yeah, just, I, I, my brother kept going, eh, 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 and then he turned out to be right because he's just nowhere to be seen. Yeah. So, how's it going, TVZ? How's it going? It's going all right, man. Uh, You know, I've, uh, I got... I'll, I'll I'll come clean. I've been bitten by the Elden Ring bug, and I've kind of tumbled back into this <laughs> game. So it's honestly kind of been slowing my uh, consumption of wrestling. Uh, like, my buddy actually texted me Monday night, and I assumed it was in relation to what happened on Raw. And I was like, oh, I meant to reply to this. I haven't gotten to Raw yet because I'm still slowly getting through SmackDown. And I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, man, uh, just... It's got the grips in me, man. I've, I'm, I'm getting cool stuff and making builds, and it's just... It's got me, so... Yes, yes. The uh, the new new games, well, not new games, but like the games out that you love just always bring you back. Well, so, now I'm playing it as game of the year. Before it was just a regular <laughs> game, so it's different this time. <laughs> um, I I haven't had one in a little while that like I've just stuck on that I just kind of plow through and get to the end of. Um, I think that may happen um, next week or in two weeks with the new Star Wars uh, oh, Jedi yeah. game and. That one has a little, like, I think, canon to do with the story that I like, too. So I'm all about that. So, so do you want to talk about some wrestling? Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about some outside-the-ring news I alluded to in the uh, in the, the, the show, in the rundown, where yeah. whatever we call it. the Yeah, the hello. Um, but there's a possible new show for AEW that's oh. going to be, I think, Saturday night. Ooh! Yes, yes. What? Rumors allowed are rumors that I'm hearing about a new show called AEW Collision <laughs> that may. Oh, hold on, hold on. Rampage Collision. <laughs> Last week, I think we talked about a little bit of the draft, where I was expecting oh. WWE to give me the. <laughs> but yeah. as soon as you tell me AEW might do a brand split. Not that they're going to do a draft, but they're going to do some type of brand. Like, oh, yeah, give me that. Let's see how it goes. But the potential rumors are being that the CM Punk, which is almost the inevitable return, will be on Saturday night with the FTR and possibly Jericho and the JAS, while the Elite and maybe Hangman Page and a few other stars would be on Dynamite. What do you say about that, TVZ? I feel like CM Punk chew there. Sorry. Yeah, it's a lot to chew there. So I'm going to start at the the beginning of the CM Punk. CM Punk. (sighs) Ugh. That's what I have to say to that. Ugh. Ugh that he's returning. I don't care that he's returning. I was going to make the comparison. He kind of feels like Brock to me. Uh, When I first got into wrestling, I hated Brock. He was the the red champion. What was it? Universal? I think it was just Universal Uh, then. He was the universal champion and he just, it was terrible. He never came around. He he came around only for the the pay-per-views and then you had to allude to the belt in existence because Brock was never around. Um, So I hated him in that regard. And that's not saying that's what CM Punk is doing, but I have that same feel where I'm just like CM Punk left and I just was like, good, we're done with him. We don't have to worry about him. He can go away. And now he's slithering his way back in. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, if I want to run a little bit with Punk for a second, it's that I I fell into him where he was ending, I think, WWE. I saw a little bit of him with The Undertaker and a little bit of stuff with The Shield. I wasn't really into wrestling at the time. And then he left. And so his comeback was all like, well, it'd be cool if he comes back, but I I don't really care as much as some of the other people who really loved him when he was here. And then he was here. I'm like, okay, cool. I get the hype. 
I want some ice cream sandwiches. That's cool. But uh, he left. And he destroyed the one thing I thought that I liked better than WWE, and that was an AEW alternative wrestling program. And now I don't ever want to see the dude's face on TV. But it's uh, it's inevitable with them trying to fill a stadium of 90,000 people in London and a new wrestling show on Saturday night. So Punk's coming back whether we like it or not. So I want to touch on the topic now of the day, Saturday. That's a bold move. A lot of pay-per-views happen on Saturday. What's going to happen for Collision? I didn't think about it that way. You're right. Um, they would is Collision do- in the afternoon? That is a way you could get around that and still have, like, wrestling. It's Saturday. You expect people to be off. So it would be like, yeah, you know what? Noon, you got AEW Collision or something. Well, look at it a, a few different ways. One, I think AEW used to try to do Saturday nights against rest, against uh, football. So they weren't going on Saturday night football, which is really nice. Well, now but, they can't do that. <laughs> no. In the past, like when I mean past, I mean like a little bit before my time or at least uh, there was like a hot thing to watch Saturday morning wrestling, like you said. So that could be a really cool time. But a Saturday night wrestling for someone that's in his 40s is kind of a great thing. Like, I don't know oh. about you. After 35, maybe even 30 for some people, you're not going out on Friday and Saturday night. So I'm going to be cool watching some wrestling at home. No, I'm all for more shows filling up the, the, the void of the blank days, like Thursday or Saturday, you know. So and on top of that, for eight, let's specifically to AEW, I'm all for it, too, because it gives you an opportunity to showcase more of your stars. The the bevy of stars that you have that can't even make it to like a brand that I, I paused when I was about to say that matters. And I am only saying that in context of the main brands, the things that are on, you know, uh, prime time TV. Uh, I think it's a perfect opportunity for uh, us to also complain or more importantly, TBZ com- to complain about the brand split. About how it just it doesn't work because I just meant like th- they're gonna tell us that they're gonna do this and then like you know three weeks month into it hey this person's on the other show already and then we're just like this doesn't matter <laughs> but well if they it, do I guess that in two thousand two during the original draft the champions had to go on either brand and every other month they wrestled against somebody that was on a Raw or SmackDown. And they did it right. The good old days. So the good old days. AEW <laughs> can maybe, they got they got an opportunity. They have an opportunity. So we'll see what happens. Well, I just feel like AEW's done it right, though. You know? So. Uh, but yeah, so that's the new show. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm not excited for CM Punk. Uh, like, if it's inevitable, whatever. I'm going to bitch about it the whole time. But we'll see what happens because... Uh, when he was around, it wasn't bad. Like, you know, he, he didn't have the ring rust we would expect from a legacy wrestler. And I'm only saying it because, like, let's let's face it, Randy Orton's a, re- a legacy wrestler. So I'm just putting him in an age gap. That's all that means. So if some people want to say that he put a black eye on a few few people's uh, few wrestlers uh, reputation because mm-hmm. of what happened in the past. It's definitely correct with maybe Young Bucks uh, with Kenny and a certain other people. I understand the situation. I'm not going to hold anything against anybody about any of that situation. But in a character-wise, I really dislike that what happened with Punk affected Hangman so much because we we were such Hangman fans of him at the top of the card. And I think... I'm not sure if this is correct, but I think like Hangman, he didn't want to lose the Hangman. Maybe he should have. I, I forgot anything. There was some drama was there. On. I know what some you're getting drama. at. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem. He yeah. brings drama, and that's what I'm not excited for. Like, yeah, sure, he may have good matches, but at what cost? You know, it's just going to come through. It, it just feels like he's a powder keg, and he's waiting to explode. So when it's he's coming not, back. It's a, it's a pipe bomb. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. But, no, Sorry. Well played, boo clap, boo clap. Sorry. But like, that's all that's going to happen. You bring him back, that inevitably will happen. Uh, I, I just That's my gut feeling, my gut reaction of how what of my experience with uh, CM Punk. And so I'm not excited for that. And that's yeah, all like, I can think of when I see him now is like, when is it going to happen? <laughs> to be honest, when he comes back, I won't be. I, I, it comes back, it's going to happen. I'll watch, but I won't be. I won't be excited to watch here. I he comes back like in the it, ring. I'll watch it. <laughs> he comes back in the ring. I'll watch it. I'm not gonna be excited for it. You know what I am gonna be excited to see MCM Punk do for the first time? The post match presser. 
Uh, I'm going to see what that looks like the second time around. Yeah. But let's move on. Let's move on to something else that was behind the scenes, and that's AEW All Access. We're not going to go too far into this. Last week's episode I also after didn't Dynamite. Catch this. <laughs> last week's episode after Dynamite was uh, full gear. So they got to go a little the, the go home show and then behind the scenes for full gear and a little bit of stuff. And everything's great. I love this is what I really love about the business because I understand both sides of where it is. I just love the ins and outs, the behind the scenes, the Yeah, the why the, things happen. How the sausage gets made. I love it. Exactly. I love it. But I have one I have one issue that you guys are gonna laugh at me for this. And there's one thing I'm slightly not liking about the all access show on AEW. Okay. Um, it's starting to get me to really like Sammy Guevara. <laughs> <laughs> dude's just a, it's just he's a real kid. He's a real dude. I feel for the kid. I, I love I want him to succeed. In uh, yeah, a year or so, when he eventually wins the real title, I'll be happy for him what until he does something stupid online. But right now, like yeah, I kind of I kind of like him right now. So that's yeah, the well, one thing that they did. They got me. They got what me. A, what a tragic character. He's married to Ty Mello. Uh, what a B word, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's the thing. It's like he shows like his sympathy right now with him being so hot and Ty kind of taking a back seat. That's really what the conversation of is. Him just kind of like. I feel bad. Maybe she shouldn't have joined me on screen because it kind of hurt her career backstage because she was this hot baby face and now she's a heel and I feel bad, but man, I'm that's succeeding. That's the nature of the business, and man. He, that's, that's what Sammy said. He goes, that's what happens with couples in wrestling. They're never really like this on top of the on top of the mountain. Like They're never always Becky and Seth or Bianca and Montez. You know, Some yeah. of them are up here and the ones down here. Then they flip a few years. Like, that's just mm -hmm. the nature of the business, just like you said. So that's all I really wanted to get with All Access. Um, but let's get into some actual worth, wrestling with worth, AEW. Real quick, worth checking out? Yeah, I, I love it every week. Yeah. My daughter likes it too. We get to see the behind the scenes. Uh, get to see Britt Baker um, talk crap to Tony when they're hanging out after she uh, gets back from her dentistry work because she's in her smock or whatever. Yeah. And Tony, I got one line Tony said to her. He goes, I really love your company. And Britt Baker goes, yeah, I really love my company too, Tony. <laughs> it's just it's so great. It's yeah. so funny. So they're good awesome. friends, and that's pretty cool to watch too. AEW All Access. Check it out. Yes, yes. And now it's time for some real AEW stuff. We got, some, we got the championship belt match, correct, between Orange Cassidy and oh, I want – I keep saying – Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Murphy. For some reason, I was going to say his name correct. You I do it Buddy all the time, Murphy. too. I'm like, Buddy Math. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Mathery. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Of the black. No. I did like in his entrance, they were like, all members of the House of Black, please oh, rise. Oh, and he stood up. And I was like, that's neat. Yeah. His his entrance is great. I love him with Julia Hart. I would like to see it's her more. Actually, in the Buddy ring. Matthews, we were wrong. It's not Murphy. Murphy was in WWE. Oh my god, we're so bad at this. I love it. But the match was amazing. Let's get back to the match. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Orange. That's Cassidy. how you say it. That's how you say uh, it. Just uh, he eventually snuck out the win with a little mouse trap that I thought was awesome. But him working we that hand, just getting beat up by Buddy, was awesome. Mouse trap. <laughs> T-I-L, that was a move. <laughs> like, I, I'd never heard of that move beforehand. And is that part of Orange Cassidy's repertoire? Because the way Tony was talking, he was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we've seen that before. I think they were saying he beat Jericho with it. And I was like, I don't remember that at all. Uh, well, we probably, if we went back, you know, Excalibur probably said it two or three times. We just, it went right over our head. But I want to say that he may have got that, like, little package. It's almost like, or whatever it's called. And that's his name for it. Um, but yeah, it looks kind of cool. It looks like you just kind of get a sneaky win um, after you're kind of getting your ass beat by someone that's bigger and faster than you. Well, <laughs> you're kind of glossing over the match, and because at that point he hit him with pretty much everything, so it's like, what are Correct. you gonna do? And he got a mousetrap on him, and you know what? I, I love that. I love how multifaceted Orange Cassidy is becoming. He's not just, oh, he got him with the orange punch. Oh, it's just a Superman punch. You know, now he's got that. He's got beach break. He's got now mousetrap. He's got fucking uh, stun dog millionaire. Uh, he's got yes, that. Yeah. He's got so many fucking moves. Like, geez, Louise, halfway through this match, I started hawking this match. I, I know we've. Hmm? 
Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Me either. Go ahead. Keep going. About my excitement for this match, my dude. Uh, I know we we agreed not to bring out the honk on her for regular, you know, everyday weekly wrestling. But I, th- some of these moves, I just had to honk. Uh, what do we got? Uh, what a hurricane Rana from Orange Cassidy who transitioned out of it when he was doing the spinning DDT. So, you know, so that move that his finisher, his big move that he's always got it. Well, it's not a finisher. It's like more like the sling blade, like Finn Baylor's sling blade. He does the move all the time. But no, yeah, he started off the match and he tried to do that spinning DDT to, to Buddy Matthews and he countered it. So then he kept spinning and then countered into a Hurricane Rana to throw him. I was like, I've never seen this out of you, Orange. <laughs> Holy shit. So like already I'm like, that's a hog. I, I don't care. I got to let people know that fucking Orange Cassidy is a goddamn beast in the ring. Um, and then uh, when his hand gets crushed and then he's kind of on the side with the ref looking at his hand and Buddy's like, I'm just watching Buddy. I'm like, I know how this is going to go. I know how this is going to go. And then he just stomps right on his hand with his foot. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Cassie's still going to win this match. I got Cassie. <laughs> and and you actually got to my second honk there. I liked the fact that, yeah, his hand was injured. And so Orange Cassidy's down. He's like, hang on. And he puts his hands in his pockets. He finally gets it in there. He's like, you know, he had some trouble because he's, you know, this is near the end of the match. But he puts it in there. And then Buddy Matthews just kicks him in the face. I was just like, the pockets, they do nothing. <laughs> no, they don't help at this point. No, no do something his different. hand's too injured. He can't get that leverage anymore. <laughs> and it's this match. My God, like, like just alone these honks. I, I say this is a honker. I didn't give it three honks. That's the end of my notes there. But I guarantee you, if I go back and watch that match, I'll find another honk just to make it a honker for, for meeting the proper requirements for this. But God, <laughs> if you're going to watch Dynamite next week, just watch the IC match. It was, it was a honker. Awesome. Awesome. So what other matches did we have on the AEW that you want to talk about? The main event was pretty awesome, correct? Yeah, sure. I mean, do we want to overshadow the Rampage match you want to bring up first, or should we go into the main event? Uh, yeah, okay. We talk about the little Rampage, which is Valkyrie, yeah. Ataya Valkyrie, and Emi Sakura. Yeah, let's talk uh, about Rampage. Let's talk about the TNT, uh, or no, TBS belt. Yes. Well, <laughs> there was no belt on the line with this, but during I mean, the match, Jade came out and kind of tried to intimidate Taya, even though she eventually got the win. But yeah. the match itself, before that even happened, was awesome. Like, you have to remember, Emi Sakura has been doing this for 27 years, okay? Wow. She is a veteran, so she knows these ladies chop the shit out of each other. Nice. Uh, what would it, We said something fun, something about slapping titties, thick, and I don't... Thick women slapping titties. Thick women slapping titties, because they did. Both their reds, both their chests were Oof. white when they started, and yeah. beat red. I think Emmys was actually bleeding a little bit because oh, no. Taya fucking slaps, man. Taya slaps. The chop. Sure, but it's just like I feel bad for Emmy now. I'm like, please. Do you know, what else, do you know what else Emmy did? Hmm. She did a cross body into the side of the stairs. Ouch. It was now it's like, oh yeah, it right. was it was awesome. It was great. Um <laughs> she's okay. But because of the numbers at the very end, Taya got kind of beat up by Jade Cargill after the match. Oh, but and the baddies, when, yeah. When she was on the ground and and Jade was looking over her with the belt, Taya mm-hmm. reached up her and just like, you know, pie-faced or smapped their face a little bit. Yeah. And it was a little like, oh, you don't do that. there. And she gave it to her a little bit. And I thought that was cool. I'm actually wondering if, if they're going to give the belt to Taya and not wait for... Uh, Oh my God, Statlander! So we'll I don't see. know. It's tough to say right now. Uh, Bianca, uh, Bianca, that's that's how she feels right now. Uh, Jade Cargill is just dominant right now, and she mm-hmm. kind of echoes similar to Bianca. It's just she just feels dominant, and right now it doesn't feel like anybody's going to take that belt away from her. Your current roster does not feel able to do so. Um, so with that in mind, it's kind of just like I don't know if Taya is going to win this, and is Statlander really the end goal here? Yeah, we'll see what Honestly, we get to with them. I don't know. But the, the fact that they both have the same finisher move, and that's a little bit of what the story is, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I can – we'll it's see. An interesting, it's an interesting storyline. Uh, I'm happy to see – like, I knew nothing of Taya. So when they introduced her – I think I was watching Rampage one, one oh. week, and they introduced her, and I was like, 
the hell? So like, you know, I was very new to all of this, but I'm liking what I'm seeing out of her in AEW. Go ahead, Mr. Rizzo. I don't think, I'm not sure if we're jumping around a little bit, but I'll get to this because you mentioned it before. Do you happen to know who she's married to? No. Oh, okay. You have a note in our rundown of someone that showed up at an event recently. Oh, shit. Really? Yes. Um, Wild. Um, Johnny Mundo. Johnny Elite. Johnny Mundo. This is a good transition. He was called this week or last week Johnny Creator. Is that what his name was? His okay, name no wonder was why I didn't recognize him. Like, who the hell is this? Yes, name? Johnny Creator is married to Taya Valkyrie. Wow. Okay. Well, then let's take a detour real quick. So the reason why I said I didn't recognize him is because uh, I didn't watch it per se. I was hanging out at a friend's place playing board games and shit, but we had it on in the background so I could listen what to what was going on. And so when he was coming out, I didn't really focus on who did he fight. He fought the dude from Epic Meal Time, I think. Right. I'm not sure. I just I, I did, did see the I did and see I remember just knockout. seeing him being like, "Wow, you're really getting bitched around by this guy," and he's like a foot smaller than you. And I thought you dominated last year in the Creator Clash. And uh, just some context there: the dude from Epic Meal Time. Um, oh, uh, what is his name? Can we get a name? Can we get a name? I have no clue. I just know that I saw John Morrison in a boxing match. And he won. It was a boxing match. And he looked beefy. And he got the victory in a knockout. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so um, I didn't get his name still, Dan. They just keep saying Epic Meal Time. <laughs> that's, oh, Harley. that's good enough. Harley, there we go. Harley. Um, it, was, it was kind of embarrassing because Harley fought Aaron from Game Grumps last year in the first one. <laughs> and I saw his match before this, and Aaron looked good like i was like okay like you have to like be kind of legit to like beat him last year and then i watch him get bitched out by this guy i'm like who the fuck is this guy and then they're like you know they show like a close-up of in the post uh match and i was like oh wow that's johnny elite what is he doing here no wonder why more harley couldn't beat him he's a he's a professional (laughs) yes it was he was awesome so yes those two are married we see them together in uh, Lucha Underground, I think, long time ago. So, wow. Yeah. Well, good for awesome him. stuff. Good for him. Good well, for yeah. him. Because, yeah, Taya's... Taya, I'd listen to you. <laughs> She's awesome. Uh, she looks amazing in the ring. She has, like I said, she beat the crap out of Emmy. But mm-hmm. that was great on the AEW Rampage. But back to Dynamite. We were going to talk about the main event. Main event time. The Ocho Christian. Is it the Ocho right now? It's the Ocho Christian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Versus... The Ocho for this match. Keith Lee versus Keith Old Man Lee. Like, what oh, is I this? I love the Silver Fox, man. Ah, I hate like, the Silver Fox. I got a comment about this match that bleeds into all of this, uh, but take it away, Mr. Rizzo. You... The match was awesome. I liked that. Uh, I liked that at one point. I did he kiss? Did he kiss Jericho? I did not see I'm not that. sure if he kissed him or if he patted him on the head at one point. And Jericho just looked up at him like, what? And <laughs> Jericho did do a couple of the chops on Keith Lee. And Keith Lee just kind of like brushed him off like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he got the double slap on Jericho. And Jericho was like, I don't want any more of this. But he had some help in the background with uh, Garcia there. So shenanigans shenanigans indeed there was a lot of shenanigans abound but the real shenanigans let's get real was swerve yes swerve was eventually one that did he hit him with with jerick with floyd and i say jericho's bat name floyd or did he just do what did he do i forgot what happened i thought he i think he just hit him like he was going to do a move and he just kind of hit him from behind like okay. a, maybe a double axle to the back of the head or something like that but he knocked him out i was gonna say a belt but i don't know what belt he would have nearby that would uh have been used so yeah no i just think it was an attack from behind it caught him off guard and you know as we're leading into it that's what cost him the match basically it it gave jericho the edge he needed to be able to pin keith lee and you know what i'll say this uh this match jericho looks strong like i said halfway through this match i'm like i feel like jericho's gonna lose but that's okay because he looked real strong in this match if you watch this the double hand palm strike that keith lee usually does jericho countered that 
he countered like four moves from Keith Lee. I was like, holy shit, Jericho. Okay. Like showing your veteran experience here being like, I can, I don't need to dodge or like overpower you. I just need to block and counter at the right time. So I was, it was refreshing. I was like, all right, well done. Um, the comment I want to make, unless you have something to say real quick, Mr. Rizzo. No, about the match itself was just, I'm going to talk about maybe what happened after the match, but go okay. ahead. All I'm going to say is that Keith Lee kind of, <sighs> I'm going to make it an Elden Ring reference because it's like you can create messages and you have templates. So you're kind of very restricted with what you can say, but it felt like visions of Keith Lee. It didn't feel like Keith Lee, you know, he kind of felt slower. He kind of felt like he just, it wasn't him, you know, uh, like he, it wasn't him in his prime anymore. No, I'm just saying it was very subtle for me. But while I was just watching, I was just like, <sighs> they found somebody know. who can go Jericho speed now. <laughs> you know, I guess just the foil from from Swerve just made it all work for me because I just knew that oh, he would no, eventually yeah, that, got the victory if it wasn't for that. That but, works for me too. It's just that. His wrestling in this match has me worried that something's going on behind the scenes and it's only going to get worse from here. And I hope that's not the path we're going down. That's all. I I felt that watching Keith Lee in this match. I don't know why, but that's that's the impression I got while watching him in this match. And please, I hope we don't go down this this path now that I'm manifesting. (laughs) Well, the thing that I wanted to comment about after the match is how for two reasons. One, Adam Cole came out. And just started talking to Keith Lee, and they walked back up the ramp oh without looking God. back. This was the best part Jericho. of the match. <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> without looking back at Jericho once, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. But there's like a separate kind of like meta thing about that happening in general, which is WWE talking about how Adam Cole was maybe going to come up to the main roster and be. His uh, manager. Keith Lee's manager. <laughs> so just seeing him talk to him like that, and aside just, oh, rumors going crazy. Fun times. You're also missing another element that made Ooh. me laugh out loud while watching this. Last week, two weeks now ago, Jericho did the same thing to Adam Cole. Do you not remember? In Adam Cole's return match, when he beat Daniel Garcia, he did the same thing. So he flipped the script on him and said, fuck you. I'm going to come out during your victory and interrupt your music. You're right. Cut- I didn't think about that. And he was oh, like, when I noticed it music, immediately, play I was my like, music. Yeah. genius. Yeah. And then the look when they cut to him, he's like, play my music. And nobody's doing it. I was just like this. Oh, my. This is wrestling. This is wrestling right here. I love That's this. Fun. I didn't catch that. That's oh my well God. done. Dynamite was a banger this week. I mean, just for these two matches alone that I'm talking about. And we're missing a good one today. We're recording live Wednesday night, right in the middle of some great matches on Dynamite. Wednesday, my dudes. You know what that means. Another Honk If You Love Wrestling podcast recording session. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. So that's Uh, AEW. Check out Dynamite. You know, like, uh, at least, like, yeah, just check it out. Yeah, I think it's a day butt of Jay White on, uh, well, it's not really. We've seen him a bunch. I don't know why I said yeah, that. Against but Commander? What a match that's oh, going to be. Commander! Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. talking Commander. like Mickey Mouse there for a second. But anyway, oh. <laughs> anyway we're going to talk about some WWE. And before we get to some wrestling matches, the, there's some new Twitch news for WWE. And they had not been able to do like third-party broadcasting for a little while. Things changed with their Twitch. It was really unfortunate because a lot of people were – like streaming video games and having a lot of fun with their interacting with their fans. And they had to stop it all together for a few seconds. And they changed the policy where can that they can now do that. But uh, there's some new rules. The best part is they, they had the quote, almost new, almost no restrictions. And basically what that means is if someone who works for another wrestling company is also going to be on the streaming platform, then they just need to get it cleared and permission before they're allowed to do it. And people joke it's called the party clause. And if you don't know what the party is, it's a group of four guys of Xavier Woods, Prince Pretty, uh, Cesaro, and um, um, oh my God, why am I going blank on the on Adam Cole, Bebe who would routinely play video games during the pandemic and then a few times afterwards. My favorite thing that they play together is Uno. 
I love yeah. when they play Uno together. And there's a record of I think three of them have two wins, and only and I forget one only has one, and he needs to get that second win to get equal with them. Um, but they do a lot of fun stuff together. But yeah, that's the party clause. But we're gonna see a lot more wrestlers start more interacting again with their Twitch streams, and it's gonna be great. Are they still in that group because of the the company split? Oh, they've been doing that for a while. They still sure. been doing I'm saying, it. But... Is it like so? They're still doing that now. Yep. Yep. Nice. Cool. But yeah, now that the new rules back will probably be promoted a little bit differently. I wonder how. Yeah, how are they going to be advertised? Is Claudio now or Cesaro? <laughs> I don't know how it goes. Yeah, they but it's even split if they cool. let him be Claudio because you got Claudio and Adam Cole and then Xavier Woods and who else? So there's four, or am I misremembering it's that? It's Xavier Woods. Yeah. Prince, Cesaro. Uh, no, no. Uh, Fashion Police. Thought you said. Um. Yeah. No, it's Prince. Yes, Prince Pretty. Um. Yeah. Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Thank you. Look at Tyler Breeze. Claudio and uh, Xavier Woods. Got it. Got an even split there. So that's all. Oh, symmetry. The four gamesmen. Four games, man. I love it. <laughs> I'm making that up, up, down, down. And then I forget someone Someone else has one that's called uh, left, right, left, right. Um, yeah. I forget. I don't know if that's Shayna Baszler or if they have a – no, they had a separate title that they created. That oh, they did yeah, yeah. Left, right, left, right as the up, up, down, down champion. I don't know. I thought that's they not... had that at WrestleMania. I, I thought I, I mm-hmm. like they peeped it for a second. I was like, what the hell's that one? <laughs> Is that just a mock one or the other one? <laughs> So that's some of the outside the ring news with WWE. Uh, what do you want to tackle first with some with any of the stuff in WWE? Where do you want to go first? Where do we want to go first? Huh. Where are we at with Roman and maybe how I feel about all of WWE and the bloodline? Uh sure we could. Yeah. Like, Roll with it. I'm a little I'm a little lost, I guess, with the Roman storyline. And what I mean by that was when WrestleMania ended and he became and still champion. We haven't really seen him much on screen, at least in the last week or so. At least that I can remember on SmackDown. He's been like like once or twice on Raw. I don't know. I just and I'm not sure where he's going. I'm not sure what his story is. It's all about the guy who he lost who lost his match, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. And I guess the muddled with the bloodline and they're having a rematch at backlash. And I think that's what you're going to get into TVZ of like, we're just getting like rematches from what we already seen. And I'm not really too excited about any of it. Yeah. You were posting in the group chat. You're just like, I'm still uninterested in WWE. And like, we, we kind of really hadn't identified why we were just, you know, vaguely just like, it was just kind of lackluster and nothing new. And we're just pushing, you know, kicking the can down the road. And I, I had that thought that, yeah, like, I think the problem right now is we're caught in this weird rematch phase uh, where, you know, uh, WWE backlash is looming. So it's like, oh, all those people who lost at WrestleMania get their rematch chance. And like, that's cool and all. But, you know, that's why I feel we're kind of stuck in a rut where it's like nothing can move on because we got to worry about these rematches now and we got to run it back. Um I wonder if this is being formed out of a lack of the rematch clause, you know, uh, which I kind of I kind of TBZ. I know I said in the uh, the pre-show that I was going to do a specific one, but I think I'll do this one is the TBZ wag of the finger of getting re- removing the rematch clause. I think that was a good w- element you could use to storytell and put people together and why they're fighting again. It wasn't a necessity to have a rematch. It's you had the option if you wanted to. So then you could do some funky stuff with that. Be like, you know, kind of do like the chess move where you're like your hands off the piece so you don't get your rematch. And you're like, oh, I already wrestled somebody and defended it. You don't get it back anymore. Sorry, TVZ. It's, I'm not against the, the clause. I just think that we need to evolve in 2023. And we can okay. always do better than what we've seen before. Sure. And... The clause is kind of cool, but it's never there as like a decision about whether I will or won't. It's always I'm going to enact it. It's always I'm going to do it next. It's always I'm going to get my match. My point was they should have it as a stipulation. You have to hold the title belt for so many days and then you occur an automatic rematch clause. But you have or you have to wrestle five times. And then once you do that, the champ, you get an automatic rematch clause. 
And then there's a story right there with someone losing the belt before they did get the chance with the rematch clause so they don't have an opportunity to get the belt back. You know what I mean? Like, that's a cool story. And then they got to do some other shit where they got to either beat a bunch of people or get something to agree that they'll do it or win the Royal Rumble to have a chance at the belt again. Like, just tell me a cool story about how the stipulation makes sense as opposed to just, hey, uh, you know that thing I lost on Saturday? We're going to run it by again on Monday. And I'm like, okay. But, like, if they make it, if they tell a reason why it's different than what I've seen before, I'm going to be cool with it. That's Just give me something different. Yeah. And what I was trying to say is I'm in no way suggesting that the rematch clause come back. All I was saying is that I wonder if they're leaning into backlash so heavily with these rematches because they don't have that element anymore. And they're like, well, we can use this as an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's the and that's where we are right now. I don't know. Yeah. So no, yeah, and you're it, it, like I kind of agree. Um, a lot of the storylines at current are just you know more just shadows of WrestleMania. La Knight and Xavier Woods, they're feuding. They're like they're feuding past WrestleMania. I think they started like a week or two beforehand, and then kind of are going at it still. I thought this was a one off, but. Right there alone, like it was happening before WrestleMania, it's happening now. Like it's a new storyline, kind of. But I, I guess I bring this up because I think LA LA Knight should have got his uh, WrestleMania match. You know, you've got two fucking nights. Uh, I, I think LA is a big enough draw that you could have them in some kind of weird match. Yeah, throw them in the the showcase match, a pre show match, something. It doesn't have to be like one of the main events or whatever. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but with another one was just, I mean. I'm not watching enough of it uh, this past couple weeks with just being busy of listening to more Goose and Fish concerts. But, you know, 44-minute tweezer. Anyway, the the fact that, oh, I lost my train of thought because Fish was just so awesome. Uh, No, I was talking about uh, which what what wrestling match were we just talking about? Holy crap. Uh, We were talking about uh, L.A. Knight and Xavier Woods, but I was going to move on from that. I remember what I was talking about. Horse at this point. Another another person that came back that I wasn't watching enough of it to really maybe sink my teeth in is is Matt Riddle came back, and I almost feel from what little I am watching of the story, he doesn't have his own thing. He came in and joined somebody else's story with the bloodline and KO and Sammy. So you have this guy that may have been gone for a while that people were excited to see back and there's, he doesn't have anything new for himself. And I was excited to see the, his partner, which is RKO, the RK bro. And we don't get that right now. So that's just me where I'm at. I don't know. My hope because I'm wearing an RK bro shirt is that they're saving him for RK bro. When Randy comes back, he's not ready yet. So they're kind of like, but riddle is. So we get him out there at least to generate some buzz. And then you can mm-hmm. bring RK bro back. But yeah. Yeah. So I was going to move on. Um, uh, other things on SmackDown, the women's tag match or not match, but a promo with uh live and Raquel. I just want to touch on them because, uh, uh you know, <sighs> just got it back. I'm, I'm happy for Liv. I like to see where she is right now. She looked good on SmackDown. But what I mean to say is, like, this tag belt is kind of the belt that's more her speed. And they work together. Raquel and uh, Liv work pretty decent as a tag team. And uh, I wanted Raquel to have gold as well. So it's like, yeah, this is another way to kind of give Raquel some uh, legitimacy and also helping out Liv at the same time. They're a cute gimmick, but uh, yeah, I mean, like that's going on. That was happening at WrestleMania, right? No, they had the opportunity, and then it happened recently. So I guess that's new. So good on that. That's some who, good stuff there. Who are they looking to take on, or who will they be taking on soon or shortly? Shane, uh, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Is there? Oh, uh, yes. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm not mad about it. I was like, you could play up the history between Liv and Sonya with their uh, Fire and Desire tag team. You reminded me about the tag team that's not on screen. Which tag team? Fire and Desire? No, and that's uh, Rhonda. Oh, yeah. And um, Shayna. I mean, and if you got to buy one time. Of them must be injured, and that's why we're. Right. Yeah. So, okay. I'm cool. We'll see where, where we will be get. So, yeah. I, like I mean, it. like, let, let's see how this tag team plays out, and hopefully this will give Liv more chance to have that spotlight and build more experience. Um, what else? What else? What else? Shinsuke came back. Do we care? 
Oh, crap. Like, that's how I feel about him. And I, I'm afraid he's going to get the Oscar treatment, basically. They're bringing him back. I remember when he was great. And it's like, yeah, when? Now you're just booking him like shit, you know? Yeah. That's, I don't that's know. My, my That's my fear for them bringing him back. Um, and I yeah, tell like, you enough who, that I didn't realize he came back. That's <laughs> <laughs> really sad. Oh, it man. is kind of sad because it was very abrupt. That's another thing that I have the problem with this. It's just kind of like. Hey guys, remember WrestleMania Shinsuke? And it's like, whoa, wait, what about WrestleMania? What's going on? I mean, on the plus side, it gave Madcap a, a, an opportunity. Granted, not a great one because he lost to Shinsuke. Uh, but like, what's he gonna do? He's gonna challenge Gunther for the IC belt. Is is the, that the one to take the belt from him? Yeah, I'm not exactly. Sure. No, I don't think so either. I think that's just gonna be fodder for Gunther to build his resume. And if that's why you're bringing Shinsuke back. Oh man, this finger! Did, did only one Gunther, per episode. One per episode. <laughs> did Gunther say anything funny? I don't know. I, I don't think recall. I thought if I could, I thought he said something about like I don't like goofs. Yeah, and it was because Xavier Woods after his win was all touting his horn around Gunther, which is kind of like dick move, Xavier. You could literally go to any other spot in the fucking stadium and do that, but you had to bug them who looked like they were preparing for a match. So, I, yeah. I mean, I agree with you, Gunther. I don't like goofs either when I'm trying to fucking win with this belt. Not that the match was for the belt, but, you know, he's, he's, he's a champion and Xavier Woods a goof playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Shinsuke won good for him. He looked good. I'm glad he's back. But, again, I'm afraid he's going to get the Asuka treatment. And if so, I don't care for this because I feel bad for Shinsuke. He deserves better than this. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. Then after that, the main event in SmackDown, which is going to bleed into Raw, which was uh, uh, Riddle versus Solo. Um, this match also was set up in the, earlier in the episode, I think, too, by the Usos promo, which we're kind of glossing over as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, with Riddle coming back, he's fighting Solo. Um, it was a good match, but like Solo won. That yeah. Samoan spike is deadly, my friend, and that's like his only move, basically. I just, I just can't believe they had Cody beat him. I can. Like, I mean, they made us. They could have just cheated or not finished the match like they normally do. And then for me, Solo would still be unbeaten and it means something. But like, if Cody was going to lose anyway, why did they have to do that to Solo? Like, that's maybe where I was looking at. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was pretty cool that the only reason that Solo lost is because he lost to the guy that was eventually, he beat the head of the table. And that made sense to me. But now his only loss has been to Cody. And it's just, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I hear you. Like, I, I hear everybody, like, I'm just, I don't, I, I don't subscribe to that mentality. Like, I'm in now. Now that it's a reality, now that I manifested this, it, it, it does make sense, though. And you're saying Roman's not here. Honestly, this past Raw is, is, while this isn't, like, great, but it looks like we're seeing a very desperate Roman, a hurt Roman, a Roman that was like, yeah, I won, but also, man, was that close. Like, he, he understood the gravity of his win, and I think he's kind of licking his wounds and kind of just being like, I'm going to chill back here now. And, you know, a former uh, uh, cast member uh, had mentioned that we're going to see a grittier bloodline, and that's happening now. I actually texted them saying, we're seeing this bloodline you just ta you talked about months ago. We're seeing a grittier Usos. We're seeing some uh, Solo being dominant. And... I think, you know, you're like, oh, I can't believe he lost, a, you know, he lost to Cody. That, because now, Solo, this entire year, I guarantee you, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be booked very heavy. Like, the right-hand man to uh, Roman. And going to be what you wanted before. So, it's kind of like, Rizzo, I think you were just a year ahead. You wanted to get to this year, not have that happen. Mm-hmm. So I got you. I got you. Be patient, my friend. I'm sure it will. It, it's going to come to a head. I'm sure it will. Because right now, like the, I say all of this, and this is me in retrospect, consuming all of what has happened up until now. The execution of this is terrible, though. It's just like the bloodline just seems directionless. Jay seems like he downgraded his character, almost like he lost a few brain cells. Maybe he's too busy drinking with Jimmy. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, just like... 
all this development we had in the past year is just we took a hot fucking dump on it. And now we're eking out this shit sandwich right now. Yeah. So, yeah. That's to echo your sentiment there. And uh, I'm just hopeful that we keep rolling with what I have manifested here. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to let this slide, <laughs> but, um, cause yeah, like th- this is a, like what I'm thinking of is a decent story. You know, you, you have the guy that you thought was going to win, have him get downtrodden to defeated and, Tough luck, kid. That's your opportunity. I guess you'll never get it again. It's like, man, that's like real life. That's like me when I went and tried to did the thing. And now I can't. When I tried to do a professional <laughs> thing and got knocked down and I gave up and I never did it. But Cody's going to keep fighting and he's going to fight until he goes to WrestleMania next year. And boy, oh boy, are you going to be excited? Because you're like, he'll do it this year. Look, he beat Solo again. Two years in a row. Let's go. Like. And then it doesn't happen again. Uh, maybe who knows you don't know that now but and now you have that uncertainty that now nothing get... is certain to you and that's what you want out of your wrestling is that uncertainty like i don't know what's going to happen because it's not scripted but it is and you don't know can i throw a un i think an unrealistic possibility please of... we're in the niche now i mean we're i, I feel like we've been in the niche for, for a while now so yeah go for it there's a very 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 small rumor well, this is a rumor. What am I talking about? Talk of, um, let's say, what if Roman, this is not going to happen, um, say has, it. has the longest record and beats Bruno San Martino. Ooh, that's a lot of Roman. I think I think even I would be tired of Roman at that point. Do you know what that would mean, him staying as championship until? I don't. And please tell me because I Take want to know. Take a guess of how long that would be from this point right now. He's what, two years now? 2019, 2023. Okay, right. He's two years now? Two to three? Yeah, it's no, it's going to be close to a thousand days. Okay. Uh, I think he needs to go 2,000 more days. Okay. Which would be... What would be that from here? <laughs> I can play this game. Uh, hang on one sec. I'm going to Google this. Do they make calculators for me, buddy? They do actually. So what? A thousand. Um. So yeah, a thousand days is roughly two point seven years, and then I said three thousand days, which is eight point two years. Oh, so the the yeah, it will be. Was I close? <laughs> I think you're close, but it's it's backlash two thousand twenty eight. Wow. <laughs> 28. That's, that's how long Oof. he would have to be. Like champion. I said, man, even I might get tired of Roman at that point. Like, I don't <laughs> think booking can save him that long. <laughs> it's just unrealistic because, like, yeah, especially with the what with where we're at right now, there's like that's absurd. I, I don't know. I, like, I really do feel like we're near the end of Roman's reign. Like, maybe he'll come back and do another reign, maybe, but uh, this we the, are the on the we are inevitable. We are in the fourth quarter of this storyline. Like, it definitely needs to come to it. Like, I'll be where you are if the same thing, if we just literally rip it again next year. WrestleMania colon backlash, a.k.a. not really backlash. We're still doing backlash to you, to a month from now. <laughs> but, like, you know, if, if he loses next year and you painted him up the way that I'm expecting, that's bad. That is bad. I don't know what you do at that point. So. Yeah. 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 I still... I- I'm like I'm out in the story because I thought he's gonna be champ, and I'm hoping that like the way the story goes is that Seth Rollins is finally gonna get billed as a main eventer next year. So that would mean that that's not the story with Cody and Roman anymore. Um, but that's just that's just my feeling because I like Seth, and I hope he gets rewarded with eventually getting a main event of Mania. Because I don't think he actually has. I think he's been in the main nope. event, but not booked as the main event. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's that's why I'm kind of like, well, like if they're gonna do that all the way to floor, all the way to Philly, and I don't know if Philly has any ties with with the Rock, but I don't know. Stop with the Rock. Thinking, he's on to bigger and better things. Is he though? The Rock not gonna is the Rock really has is so is, is, is the Rock match? just is just Rock ever the ever looming presence like he's just always could just come back at a moment's notice is he like Randy Orton out of nowhere the dude is like the biggest thing that transcended outside of the wrestling business but yes. he got his start and was so hot in the show 
in WWE. They created his own show, SmackDown. It was Rock SmackDown. It was a show that was for him. And Rock recognizes that the show changed for him, not he changed for the show. So why does he have to come back? That's old hat, my friend. I'm just going to say that I'm assuming that he needs to have a final or a retirement match. I swear to God, if you, next, this time next year around WrestleMania, if you're all like, oh, The Rock's got to come back, I'm going to come to your house and slap you in your face. All right. I'm just saying this right now. I'm not saying We are done with The Rock. He's not coming back. Ever? Stop it. He's done? Just sure. Sure. Like, see, that's what I mean. Like, I don't think a guy that's been in the business that long that made a TV show about him being in the wrestling business is done effing wrestling. Like, I understand right now, well, maybe now, as the person well, that owns, coming back. owns X, the S, XFL might mm-hmm. be a little busy than, than he was in Hollywood. Yeah. He's got a lot of shit going on. Like, he, the day after WrestleMania, he tweets about his live-action Moana show. So I know he's got, he's, he's got tequila. He's right. got a lot. But I just think he's going to wrestle again, right? We're going to get to see him in the match. How about this? How about this? Are we at least going to see him do what he what Stone Cold did last year? No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase what I'm gonna say. I didn't say ever. We're not going to see him wrestle for a while. Okay. For 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 a minute. All right. For a hot minute. And and so that's all I'm saying. You just, you brought this out of me. You can think whatever you want. I'm not saying you're dumb for thinking it. It's just like. I got you. I got you. I just want maybe a respite of the rock (laughs) just for a minute. All right. Where we don't think he's coming back in a weird surprise angle. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm playing a bit. I'll give it up. I'll give it up. But you said a hot minute. He's not coming back for a hot minute. You know who we haven't seen in a hot minute? Who? Bray F and Wyatt and Uncle F and Spence. <laughs> no, yes, Bray. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. What? What the hell, man? I think he's done. I think they're just like. Eh. So I don't like the comment on stuff that I don't know of, but the rumor has just seen like medical issues or condition or whatever. Yeah. I have no idea what is or isn't reported. I don't know. All I know is I don't know anything. I don't see him. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, who knows, man? And that's like, honestly, I was kind of done with them after what was Extreme Rules? Was it with the the Mountain Dew match? Yeah, we started to fall off a little bit right there because what we I mean, got Uncle Howdy, we didn't get a reveal of Uncle Howdy. We really didn't know what the story is or where the story was going. And all we got was a vignette of Uncle Howdy looking over Bray Wyatt's shoulders. That's the last we've seen of Bray Wyatt. Yeah, we didn't really we 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 thought the story was left in the middle. I don't know. I'm going to throw out nation speculation stuff. Is it because you didn't want to work with Vince being in charge again? Is something different over there? Um, I, I really am upset that, well, I wouldn't really say I'm upset, but it's unfortunate. Disappointed. I'm disappointed that like we didn't get Bobby, Bobby uh, Bubbles or Bobby Lashley on Mania because of whatever happened with the story with Bray. So it's so you just. you know it's serious. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. What was I just gonna say? Just about? Don't know what happened to him. Oh, right. I and then and then what I don't like either is that LA Knight just resurfaces after that feud like nothing fucking happens. Like he didn't reference it at all. Nobody's like, oh, remember you and Bray? No, it's just like a fever dream. That's it. That's all that was. Yeah. You remember that time we got a million dollars for neon lights? I don't know. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, like I I don't know. I know we were done with the story, but like, he's not he's not going to show up and surprise us, and we're going to be happy about it. I mean, we're just going to get a Firefly Funhouse, and we're going to be okay, cool. I don't I don't know where where are we at. Uh, we're kind of nearing the end here, but I I do I think I will in my notes here. I would want to point out Anra, uh, Rhea Ripley, those pants, man. Who we? Who we? Oh yeah, we That's can all... talk about we can talk about Judgment Day a minute. That's all I'm gonna say. But no, yeah, the, the segment I'm speaking to is the promo on Raw, where Heyman basically is trying to make a short term deal with the Judgment Day to help him solve the cam- the Cammy the Sammy Ko Riddle problem 
that, you know, this is what I was saying earlier that came over from SmackDown. Riddle's still around and he's still a problem. So now we still got to take care of him. And as a boon to the Judgment Day, they're going to be like, hey, we'll take care of your problem with Bad Bunny because he's associated with Rey Mysterio. And so Solo's going to fight Rey. And so then they're like, you're going to fight Sammy and KO and Riddle in a, a six-man tag match as the main event. And that will be you solving the problem. Um, but that's that promo. And yeah, uh, like Rhea, Rhea for this promo, I was just like, can I switch places with Finn? <laughs> yes. Finn had a cool shirt on. What did it say? 14 stitches? Finn colon 14 and then on the next line stitches. So I don't know how you're supposed to say that if it's Finn 14. Stitches or Finn 14 stitches. Yeah. So take that as you will. <laughs> but, uh, um, I, but no, yeah. I oh, also wanted to mention about Judgment Day with them feuding a little bit with Ray and the LWO. Then on paper, I really like the LWO, but I wish they would win more. I wish there was a way that they would be like behind Zelina Vega a little bit and then starting something with Zelina and Rhea. Or Rhea would eventually not matter and beat her ass. But, you know, just something that would kind of mimic what the guys are doing on Judgment Day with LWO. And just something a little bit better than what we got at the moment. But I, I, just, I like all those guys in that, that faction as well. I just want to touch on, I don't understand the story they're trying to tell with Rhea and Solo. But there was definitely something going on in this promo between those two. Okay. Uh, oh, I f- yeah, I forgot. Uh, so what happened in this promo was basically, uh, you know, both factions got in the ring and they're doing the stare down. And to start, it's Rhea's in front of Solo and like Heyman's delivering what I had articulated earlier about the short term deal and all that jazz. And then eventually they kind of just <laughs> Heyman just kind of goes over to Jimmy or I think Jane. He just goes and on the mic too, not like like he's like, uh, can you switch places with Solo? So he like physically moves solo out of Rhea's uh like gaze because they also cut back to you can see it happening too and then it's, so then it's like okay that was weird and then all of a sudden Finn just steps back and then Rhea steps over and just stares down solo so I like that I like that maybe it's they're like, shipped I don't know <laughs> the only, how about those this pants I, I'll go for anything <laughs> can I'm, I be solo <laughs> I'm someone who have not seen the promo and I'm taking what you described to me I'm going to look at it as maybe they're both looked as the enforcers. And, like, if you're going to eye me down, I'm going to eye you down. And, like, that's just what we do because that's sure. what I do on my side of the of the team. So, like, it doesn't matter that it's, yeah. But that, I, I don't know. If that maybe that works. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they're going to lean into it on a more intimate setting, like a one-on-one kind of thing, you know? Yes. Not like a match or anything, but I just wonder if their storylines are going to be entwined. Yeah, exactly. Some bump specs. Maybe he, uh, maybe Solo's the new Doc Gallows. <laughs> maybe things happen different in Puerto Rico. That's all we're saying. There we go. Yeah, there are, <laughs> there are no rules in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, they can get maybe they can get away with a little bit more in Puerto Rico. Hey, do you hear that? No, not not your paper. No, no, no. It almost sounded like a siren for a second as you're saying that we were talking about no rules or something or not a siren. No, wait. No, it's a is it a bomb? Some weird like ticking sound. It's the AEW Dark Elevation Minute! Starting off the most exciting hour of professional wrestling, episode 111 is only 22 minutes long! Yep! Maki Ito begins the show with double middle fingers to the camera and then sings to the ring. She takes on Ashley Dubois, or as I like to say, Ashley D'Amboise. These, This match was so much fun! Maki kept missing the iron headbutt but got the victory with the great submission with the Ito Deluxe. Daddy Magic Matt Menard leaves the announce desk and joins JAS for a trios match. Paul White sounded lonely. JAS with an easy victory as Zach Clayton clotheslined his partner and left the ring. It's Hardy Party time as Matt Hardy and the private party's Isaiah Cassidy take on Brett Gooslin, Hunk, and Bobby Orlando. Hardy Party get the win. Oh yeah. Bow down to the queen, Emmy Sakura, as she wrestles Mizuki in her AEW debut. This match was only 3 minutes and 30 seconds, but it was awesome. Finn Balor better look out because Mizuki did a coup de gras off the top rope onto the chest of Emmy Sakura while she was on the outside of the ring on the floor. Emmy got the win, and I want to see more of these ladies. Two hugs. Woo! 
That felt a little bit more than a minute, friend. When I kept doing it, it was 107 or 108. Fair. And I, I didn't keep a timer this time, I'm times, sorry. So it was probably a little longer. I'll be able to see it in, in on the editing uh, table. Oh, yes, <laughs> I was going to say yes. slab. I don't know why. Um, shit. I, I kind of those... like, I mean, the mat, The shows are only like 26, 20, whatever minutes. 20, yeah. 20 so minutes. Or, there's four matches on the show. It's entertaining. I love the commentary. The matches are five, eight minutes apiece with all the other entrances and what's going on. I love the show. It's it's fun every time I've been watching it. It uh, sounds like you definitely. I, I feel like when you were talk, uh, talking me about it, it was the show we went to. You're like, you prefaced me, be like, yo, you got to understand this is for this show. That's why the matches are like that. And that's good to get that because, yeah, man, you watch that and you're like, man, that's a squash match. It's like, well, no, they're trying to fit five matches in 25 minutes. So, you know, like that's a good amount for this show. Yeah, like that was a two honk match in three minutes and thirty seconds. There was like, there was the the move that Mizuki does. It's like this weird spin around, like like bot, um, cross body. I I don't even I can't explain it. It was amazing. I'll post it in our chat so you eventually can see it. TBZ, but you got to search her. We're gonna see more from both these ladies, um, and it was a lot of fun. But the one thing I also want to point out real quick about the show, um, is that I tried to watch AEW Dark as opposed to Dark Elevation. And this is what I found that the issue is. I still like the show because it's kind of like a house show, but that's the it's exactly like NXT right now. It's in a small stage with like just a couple hundred people, and you can hear everything the ring move, and it's dead quiet, and you can hear like one person talk in the crowd. But sounding like more of a, a Wrestle Kingdom kind of match. E- just like the, the the theme of like how the crowd was silent, right? I thought that's what you were implying. It's not that they're silent. It's just that because there's only like a couple hundred as opposed to like a few thousand in a regular arena. Yeah, you And hear it's more. larger or whatever. You hear every little detail. It's dead quiet. It's, it's not the same. I'm not into it. They're not telling the cool story. But if you're just going to be watching the show before the big dynamite, the crowd's there. And yeah. they do the – so it's fun to do this. Maybe not as fun to do dark, but elevation's cool. That's what I wanted to say about it. We're getting down to the end there, sir. Do you yes, have a good Tope Suicina sec- uh, Vic, <sighs> I have a good one and I can go if you'd like. Let me go first because I don't know if it's good. I just got a Tope. Uh, my Tope is for The Miz on his comeback, question mark? Not really, but uh, the match that he had on Raw against Seth Rollins looked real good. Like, he felt strong in that match. Uh, he still lost, obviously, because Seth's got some stories to tell. Um, but, yeah, no, yeah, I heard it was a really good match from The Miz, and so it kind of gives me hope that maybe he'll be a little bit more than this fumbling idiot from WrestleMania. <laughs> nice. All right, so I'm going somewhere with this. Let's hear it. Have you heard of Speedy Fest? I have not. Me either. Okay. It's a balloon rally expo that is the third largest in the United States. Only third? Rough. In AAA the, here. At the Tioga Downs Casino in Binghamton, New York. I'm going to butcher the park name, so I'm not going to try to say the I name. I mean, you, of the bitch, park. you butchered Binghamton, so. Binghamton? Oh, I did. Binghamton, New York. You said Binghamton. Binghamton. <laughs> Binghamton, sorry. <laughs> Friday, August 4th, there will be a meet and greet for Kurt Angle from <gasps> 3 to 6 to start the three-day weekend of the Balloon Fest. Nice. Uh, it's a mere three and a half hours away. Not that I think I might be going out of my way in August to see Kurt Angle, but it's not that far that some listeners might want to go out and check it out. Is there going to be a milk chugging contest? That's Ooh, what I want to know. In August? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about August. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's around uh, Christmas eggnog, right, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Christmas I'm in trying. July. I'm stretching it. Christmas in July leftovers. I got yeah, it. there you go. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, that's my tope. Go and see Kurt Angle out in Binghamton, Binghamton, New York, on August 4th. Huh. A little far out, but you got plenty of time to make your plans. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do us for that'll do it for us here at Honk If You Love Wrestling. Check us out on the social medias. Ooh, oh, ooh, we forgot one thing, which is perfect at the end of the episode. Go we were it. planning on maybe doing some stuff yes. in the future ooh. with ro- watching some some documentaries, and then you guys can check it out as well. 
I think we're going to look forward to checking out and the AEW documentary uh, Legends, um, where maybe next week we're going to watch the one on Dusty Roads, uh, or over this week we're going to watch the one on Dusty Roads, and we'll talk about it next week. So this if you segment, ch- I'll take over. This segment he's speaking to, we are going to start next week. So next week we are going to watch one of these segments that he is speaking to, and we will review it next week on the episode. So if you want to join along or at least feel like engaged in our conversation here, do some homework with us and watch that episode and then come on down and have a good old time. But yeah, uh, I haven't seen these yet. It should be fun to check them out together and then break them out a little bit. We're definitely going to learn some stuff we didn't know about all these people. We got Paige, Charlotte, uh, maybe Yokozuna, Dusty Rhodes, just a few to name and maybe more down the road. So we got a lot to come up with. So that'll be fun. Um, But yeah, that's it for us. We'll, uh, We'll see you soon. Uh, Check us out on the socials at Wrestling Honks on Twitter. Honk if you love wrestling on YouTube. Honk if you love wrestling at TikTok and Instagram. Uh, I don't know why I separated YouTube from the rest of those. But anyway, that's us here. So thank you for coming along, Mr. Rizzo. Honk. Honk.